Queendom, welcome to another episode of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast, a very special episode. I'm your co-host, Charity. And I'm your co-host, Emily. And as you heard with the special intro song, Emily, it's our anniversary. anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) I just said it in like a really low voice. You know that we play around with our harmonies, but it's our anniversary (laughs) charity. We did it. We have been doing this show every single week for an entire year, our 52nd episode. It feels a little surreal, right? Like, yeah, it feels like we've been doing it for maybe a couple months. When you think about doing 52 episodes, it's crazy. When we start to review groups again with different comebacks, I'll go look back at notes from previous episodes. And when I see it was like episode 10, episode 12, yeah, I'm like, what? I feel like that was last week. <laughs> I know. This year has been so full of ups and downs. Craziest year we've lived through. Yeah. 2020 was literally, we lived through a pandemic every week. We've been here every week. I think it's an amazing accomplishment. So just starting the show, 52 episodes. Thank you, Queendom. Thank you, Charity. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. We've been doing this for a year. Here's to many more years of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. So exciting. So not only are we going to have a big special segment for our one-year celebration, we also are going to be talking about my boo, everyone knows, Taemin, had his last mini album before he goes into enlistment. I will do my best not to get emotional as we talk about it. (laughs) We also have a single from JB. Our guy JB from GOT7 is now on one of Jay Park's labels. He has a new single out. Our girls Espa have a new song out. That'll be fun to talk about. Our special segment like I talked about, Kingdom. That is heating up big time. We will get into that. We have some fun stuff sprinkled throughout the show for you guys. We'll do the news as always with Emily. And are you ready to get this started, Emily? I'm so ready. I'm really excited. We have a super special show for you tonight, like Charity mentioned. Of course, there's new music reviews, K-pop news, Kingdom Talk, all of the standards from our episode will be here. But we have some special stuff that's going to be sprinkled in throughout the show tonight. Hopefully you really enjoy. I know we're super excited to share this with the Queendom, with our loyal listeners who are here with us every week. If this is your first time listening, Welcome. What an amazing show to start with. (laughs) Please give us a follow on social media, NYC K-Pop Queens. It's all one word, NYC K-Pop Queens, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow, slide into our DMs. We're here to make friends. We're here to build communities. So please say hi. We're happy to meet you and we'd love to know where you're listening from and just get to know you better. Speaking of our loyal queendom, Every week we have conversations and sometimes things come up that we would love your opinions on. So we do polls on Twitter every week. If you're not following us on Twitter, now's the time to do it. Have your voice be heard. Last week, we reviewed the latest from NCT Dream. Charity and I both loved it. Hot sauce, it's still in my head and I'm going to be playing it all summer. But it got us thinking, 
what's our favorite NCT unit and kind of what's the queendoms? I think that's a hard question. The choices are all of them, NCT Dream, Wavy, or NCT 127. Charity, what would you pick? What's your favorite? I would pick all of them because I can't pick. (laughs) It's hard. I do love all of them, but I think I'm loyal to who got me into the NCT world. So I may go with 127. Mm. It's a hard choice. Luckily, I didn't have to make the choice. We asked the queendom instead. So thank you all so much for voting. And the results are as follows. 45% agree with you, Charity. All of them. Okay. 41%, so really close behind, were for 127. Mm-hmm. 9% dream, 5% wavy. So there's a pretty big difference between wavy and dream and 127. I don't think that's surprising because yeah. 127's been out longer. You know, they're kind of, they're the older, more experienced guys in that that realm, not age-wise, but just with how long they've been around but also 45% love all of them. So lots of love for the NCT guys. Moving on, another poll result. You know we talk about Kingdom every single week. Charity and I are obsessed. It's an amazing reality show that's giving us so many good performances to talk about. So we were wondering if you started standing a new group since seeing them on Kingdom. Like, you know, is there a group you weren't into before and now you watch Kingdom every week and you're a new fan? I would say yes. Like I'm really into SF9 now. And before I was barely familiar with them. So they've definitely gained a fan. Yeah. You're in the same boat, right? Yeah. I downloaded a bunch of their songs because of Kingdom, listening to them perform it on Kingdom or other groups perform the song because I really liked the song. Yeah. So it looks like the Queendom's with us, Charity. 60% said yes and 40% said no. So- 40%, dude. Maybe they already stand them beforehand. Maybe that's why. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, that's why (laughs) they picked that. Because they already liked them. (laughs) Or they're super, super loyal to one group and kind of rooting against everyone else. Like, no. (laughs) I think that's the positive of going on these shows for idol groups. You Mm -hmm. can pick up new fans. There are a lot of us that are open-minded and kind of just watching the spectacle of the whole thing. And it's like, wow, those guys are great. There really isn't a group I dislike at this point on Kingdom. Yeah, even BTOB won me over hardcore. So anything can well, happen. Anything. Minyak with his <laughs> shirtless know. appearance during Backdoor won you over hardcore. But okay. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Well, that's what it took to get charity. Whatever it takes. Um, <sighs> So thank you so much for voting, Queendom. Again, if you'd like to participate, please let us know your opinions. We post different poll questions every week, stuff that organically comes up during our conversation on the podcast. So give us a follow, NYC K-Pop Queens. We'll follow you back. Let's be friends. Speaking of the Queendom, we talk about this every week, but we can see where you're listening from. And that's been one of the most exciting aspects of the podcast for me. And I know for charity as well, we talk about it. It's just overwhelming how many different countries, cities, locations, people are tuning in from around the world to listen to a show about K-pop. The power of this genre, it's unbelievable. And we can't thank you enough. We give shout outs every week of kind of, you know, different cities, different locations we see have listened the previous week. Because this is our one year anniversary, we decided to shout out the top 10 countries ever. So these are the top 10 
for all 51 episodes up until now. Mm-hmm. There might be some surprises. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, number one. I don't think this is that surprising. Our number one country is the United States. Woohoo! Yeah, makes sense. We're the New York City K-pop queens, so yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Thank you, USA. Our number two country is France. Ooh, awesome! Shout out to France. Number three, Brazil. Huge shout out to Brazil. We see you listening all the time. We're so grateful. Number four, Mexico. Shout out Mexico and congratulations on Miss Universe. This year's Miss Universe was just crowned Miss Mexico. She's gorgeous. I know they're all very excited. So congratulations. Um, Number five, our number five country, Germany. Nice. Number six, Japan. Number seven, Indonesia. Mm. Number eight, the United Kingdom. Shout out to our number nine country, Canada. And number 10, the Philippines. Amazing. Huge shout out to everyone, the queendom in all of those countries. You made our top 10. Massive shout out to all of you. Thank you for listening every week. We see you. We see where you guys are listening from. It's so, so cool. Thank you. It's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so blown away at how many countries have listened at this point. It blows my mind. I know. And every time we see one pop up, we're like, wow, someone (laughs) listened. And I'm such a nerd. I'll like Google that specific town. I want to learn about every city, every area. That's why we're really invested in K-pop and we're invested in this community. The Queendom, this is your first time listening. Since we're the New York City K-pop queens, we affectionately call the listeners the Queendom. It's like a way more glamorous, cool name than yeah, listeners. Yeah, way cooler. Yeah. So <laughs> you're in the queendom. If you're a listener of the podcast, we're going to be giving you all shout outs all night. We love the queendom so much. And, you know, it motivates us to give a good show every week. We know we mm-hmm. have loyal listeners. So we never want to let you guys down. We love you. And we're so grateful to have you. Speaking of queendom... Okay, it's our one-year anniversary charity. So a couple things are happening tonight throughout the show. We have two major giveaways. So the way this is going to work, we're giving away two albums. You have to listen to the episode because randomly throughout the episode, we will say the name of a group and we'll say like giveaway clue. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think too hard. We'll say, here's a giveaway. <laughs> yeah. You're not just going to have to be like, I wonder if it's this group. No, we'll say giveaway clue. And we'll say the name of the group and the name of a member in that group. When you hear that slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram, and the first person that does wins. So that's the way it works. It's very simple. We're giving away two albums. We're going to do a Stray Kids album and a Stacy album. We wanted to do the old standard Stray Kids. If you're part of the Queendom, you know how much we love them and mm-hmm. how much we talk about them. It wouldn't be a one-year anniversary without a Stray Kids giveaway. It really wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't. We had to do it. And then we were thinking about, we've already done a twice giveaway and we mm-hmm. thought, let's do a fun young girl group. Stacy. Stacy, we reviewed them recently. They're lovely. So we will be giving away two albums to celebrate our one-year anniversary. Keep listening. And when you hear those magic words, slide into the DMs. Unfortunately, this is only open to residents of North America. 
We're so sorry to international, but the contest is only open to residents of North America, United States, Canada, Mexico. When you hear the clues, slide into those DMs and you will win a free album. And we have something else very exciting. We talked about the past couple weeks. You hear our voices every week. We wanted to hear yours. It's so nice to hear someone's voice. Social media is amazing. It connects us in a way that's really overwhelming. You have friends all over the world, but a lot of times you might not know what they look like and you definitely don't know what they sound like. So we thought it'd be really cool to do something for the one year where we put you on air. We asked you to send in a voice memo with kind of a one-year celebration type of message. We received awesome responses, and we've picked out three that we're going to play tonight. So we just want to say thank you so much to the Queendom for participating. Ugh, beautiful That's messages. So nice. yeah. It means the world to us, honestly. We're very moved. So if you sent one in, listen, we're playing clips throughout the show. So hopefully yours will be on air. So enough about our amazing one-year anniversary charity, because we have a whole segment later. Don't y'all worry. We're going to talk about this. But is the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. We have to talk about new releases, new music. It's not all about us. It's about the music. So let's get into it. I'm like, and another thing. And another thing. <laughs> and another thing. There's new music this week that we get to talk about. So let's dive into that. Charity mentioned at the beginning of the show, her boo, her man, Taman. Taman is enlisting in a couple of weeks, you guys. It's a dark time, dark time. And he went ahead and released another mini album. We've had a lot of great solo content from Taman this past year. So much. It's like a great right? album. Yeah. He released a mini album called Advice. The single is also titled Advice. New music video came out. We have to get Charity's full thoughts on this. <laughs> As you can imagine, Queendom, I loved it. I would be floored if he put out something I did not like, to be quite honest. I saw him perform this, as did Emily and a lot of you, I'm sure, mm -hmm. at his concert. And I already was like, oh my God, this is a new song. I cannot wait to actually hear it recorded and all that stuff. And it was so good. The piano intro, oh my God, yes. The way yeah. that he phrases yeah. things in the whole song and the way that he goes between singing and then this sing talk he does in the verses, like the way he says, never get the keys to my lock, the way his mm. voice says that, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's just his voice, like he switches in verses between singing and like the sing talk thing, but only with like a sentence he'll do it. I love that. Also the video. Okay. Yeah, let's break down the video. We need all the thoughts. <laughs> this is your man. <laughs> so I mentioned this during the concert that I wasn't a big fan of this hair thing he had going on. Like he clearly <laughs> he clearly got some kind Ugh. of weave or wig or something because his hair didn't grow overnight. And he had this in the video. Yeah. My guess would be, you know, he's going to have to have his head shaved for the military. Maybe he's grasping okay. one last expression of his physical appearance in some way since he won't be able to. That's a great I point. No, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Fair I enough. definitely know that he gets very into concepts and visions of things that he has. So he clearly had a vision for this. <sighs> it wasn't my favorite look. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Like, let's you just be know, honest. 
Yeah, it's not. Yeah. This is one of the rare times I think Charity and I agree. A lot of times, like, I'll hate the styling. Charity loves it. Or she'll say, I don't (laughs) like this. And I'm like, I thought it was cute. This is one of the rare times that I'm like, this is not the look. Like, that hair is just not the look. It's just distracting from his gorgeous face. I just don't understand. (sighs) But I will say. I think you're right. I think you're, sorry to interrupt. I think you're right. I think maybe, you know. It's expression. He's going to have short hair yeah. pretty soon in the military, so live it up. I mean, that's kind of what I thought when I was watching it today. This is the only thing I can kind of think of as to why he would maybe hold on to this is he's not going to have the ability to have these kind of cool hairdos or colors or lengths or whatever. So that aside, there are visuals in it that I really liked. He wore the same suit. I talked about it during the concert, this half black, half white suit. And then yeah. I loved that the dancers were in black and white suits and when they danced like he had the black piano with the white background and the juxtaposition between the two colors Mm -hmm. was really cool and there was a certain part where he had his shirt off Mm -hmm. no i know he was covered in lots of weird like fake tattoos tattoos. some of them i think were real some of them were fake but whatever yeah a man with a shirt off any day i'll take especially if it's tame Just for future reference, if you ever want a great review from us, you know you're going to get at least half of it. 50% will give you the highest reviews if in the video you're shirtless. Like, that's it for charity. If you are shirtless, oh, I love it. Oh, I just like the song. I don't know. I just like it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know you're why not it's that so bad. great. No, you're not that bad. <laughs> but but uh, I do think it's a strong way to get to Charity's heart. It really is. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you know I mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, me, me, yo, look, 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 look. We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kai, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. I gotta lie, don't play with it. Take that shit serious. I gotta say, I forgot about the hair when I saw that. So, <laughs> I see, I see. But all in all, I thought he did a great job. I am so proud of him, and I love him. And that's as much as I'll gush for this song. I'll let you talk now. Okay. I loved your ear off. <laughs> it's your man. Hello, everyone had to listen to me give Ted reasons I love bacon for like two hours a couple weeks ago. And then I start like crying on the air. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> please. Uh, trust. We'll do a Tabin segment. Like, uh, we could do a whole goodbye to Tabin segment. Like, you could talk forever. Because we might. We don't know what our calendar looks like a couple weeks out. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Who knows? Um, okay. I agree with you. I loved the piano. It's so cool and dramatic. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how I look at Tabin's solo career. All of his stuff is so dramatic. And really cool and different and interesting. And there's never a huge miss for me. There's songs I like more than others, but it's never like, oh, this is horrible. Like, he really is one of the best solo acts, if not the best in K-pop, as far as the content he puts out. It's so freaking cool. 
I loved the ski mask with all those weird tattoos. Like I genuinely (laughs) thought it was so freaking cool. It's very NCT 127, Simon Says, meets, (gasps) right? And meets Mokio. If you guys don't know who that is, he's a producer and sometimes solo artist. He's very dark. I, of course, love him, but he's kind of covered with tattoos and has a dark presence. And when I saw Taman sitting there, I was like, oh, yes, I am here for this. I thought visually the music video was really cool. The chorus was a little high for me. That would be like my only kind of critique on this. I felt like the chorus was a little bit high and I would have liked him to use more of his range in this song. It kind of all stays up there and doesn't ground me with like the darkness of the visuals and the concepts sometimes, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. I kind of wanted it to go down a little bit and like, let's get to the the darkness of the visuals you're giving me. But I thought the choreography was great. He always does that really interesting thing in his choreography. He's center with dancers and he'll go back and forth between the different sides of dancers, like in these V formations. It's Mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, it's just so cool. For the most part, I liked the styling, like, which, you know, sometimes I have issues. (laughs) But for the most part, I thought the styling was great. The concept was strong and really clear stunning visuals I liked it it was pretty heavy and dark I liked it yeah really heavy and dark yeah (laughs) okay well did you just die is that what's happening okay you know Taman's not here to go out being like hey guys let's just joke around I love you no he's gonna cry (laughs) he's gonna bring like depression he's gonna bring dark (laughs) dark stuff to the front of the table right before he leaves to show us how he's feeling (laughs) and this one was just like I mean, this song wasn't, you know, about that, but it was kind of dark. Oh, well, the visuals were dark, basically. Yeah, it was a little (laughs) self-destructive. Like, all right. Okay, here we go. What did you think of the album? Yeah, I thought it was good. I'm going to say this wasn't my favorite of his. We've been lucky enough to review three this year, Mm -hmm. and I loved the first one he put out. Not Taman's first solo. The album he released had Criminal on it and Clockwork. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that. That just blew me away. And then I thought yeah. the second one was wonderful too with Idea. This one almost felt a little rushed to me. There was something that didn't all come together as tightly as those two for me. But I thought If I Could Tell You was a really interesting duet. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. It was tender, very vulnerable lyrics, I liked the beat that they used. The music was really nice. The fast verses, Taeyeon and Taemin served vocals on that song. And I love it when you have singers like both of them who have these very clear voices. I would never consider Taemin like a belter. And in this song, obviously Taeyeon wasn't either, but boy, do they have a nice tone. And those really fast verses, I was like, ooh, serving vocals. And I loved, to me, the standout is Sad Kids. Yeah. You have a song called Sad Kids. I'm here for it. Yes, yes, yes. Like, (laughs) I feel like I wrote it. It was an extension of Two Kids. Two Kids. And I thought Two Kids was so bittersweet. That song really evoked a lot of emotion from me. This one was just heartbreak. And I I felt like it was a callback to Two Kids Mm-hmm. I talk about Clockwork a lot because I think that's a really underrated Taman song. 
And he kind of did a callback to that. He said, like, again, my pattern, like a broken clock. I don't even move. I was like, oof, here we go. It's full of a lot of reflection and regret. Mm -hmm. And those are such tough feelings to wrestle with. I thought there was an interesting lyric, too, where he says, back then it was bad because I didn't know if it's good. If it's right, I liked you. Interesting. I think... There's a lot of content and subtext into what's going on here Mm -hmm. that you could look into and have different feelings about. I think there's a lot more than the surface lyrics, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But it's just a very, very beautiful song. Beautiful and heartbreaking. So that's my standout. I like that he ended the album with that. Oh, for sure. He's not, uh, he's not ending it with a happy song. He's not saying, bye fans. (laughs) I love you. No. He's like, (laughs) Oh, you mean that two kids song that was bittersweet? Well, now we're going to go to the real heartbreak of it. I'm not over it. I still think about it. And it's even more painful than I alluded to. Perfect. Bye. See you in a year and a half. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Love you. Like, Damon, I know that's your man. And he has never got a bias or record for me. But boy, is that my bestie. That is my dramatic bestie. Like, yes. Because you know that's what I would do. But but I would joke about it. I'd be like, ha, 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 ha. but here's my song called like yeah. I'm not even gonna say it, but my stuff would be dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's what I would do. I okay. You have to tell me all of your thoughts. Like, let's talk about okay. the whole album. I agree with you. That first album, the one that was never gonna dance again, part one, mm-hmm. that is probably my favorite one. But again, I just I love his music. I love this album. My second favorite song after Advice was Strings. Yeah. That guitar was oh, right. Like it was like blues. Very driving. Like the blues chord. Yeah. 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 Really cool. Really Had cool. a very sexy sound to it. <laughs> he was comparing himself to a string instrument and he says to play him. And to mm. that I say I will. I don't know how to play an instrument, but I'm I'm pretty sure I can learn. So <laughs> to that charity says, I love the violin. Let's play. Mm, perfect. <laughs> I will become an expert overnight. I'm just saying. A cello? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Time to pluck those strings. <laughs> I love that song. Um <laughs> I also I also really liked uh, the duet that I could tell you. I like when they have these kind of collabs, like male and female, because you don't get that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. I just like the voices together. I just thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that he gave an album before he's leaving. And oh, my goodness. I've been listening to him a lot this past week. So, yeah. He was actually the first solo artist to kind of pull me in. I will never forget when I discovered him. It was after you introduced me to Monster X and Mm. I was stepping out of my only BTS world. Yeah. Emily introduced me to Monster X and I was like, ooh, this is cool. And I started going down that rabbit hole and I was like, wow, I like so many of these songs. I wonder what other songs I would like. So my cousin, who's super into K-pop too. Hi, Mary Frances. Shout out, Mary (laughs) Frances. Shout out. She's like, I bet you would like Shiny. So Mm. I put on a shiny station on Spotify and then, you know, it just rotates and rotates and songs play, which is how I found Jonghyun, found a lot of his solo stuff. And then Taemin's Want came on Mm. and then Move came on. And I was like, I stopped what I was doing to go look at both songs of who it was. And I was like, oh, who is this? 
and then I just went down the rabbit hole and here we are. So well, I will never forget that. So good. So They're good, so right? good. Like yeah. Taman really is his artistry. It's really different in K-pop. If I have to be honest and think about all of these groups we review and all of the solo acts, Taman just brings something very different and it's exciting. He's yeah. an exciting artist. Like, on top of the music being great, he's always kind of saying something. He has a beautiful voice and he's a great vocalist. Mm-hmm. There's so many moments with him, kind of these tender throwaway lines that I think are so impactful. Do you know what I mean? Like, not like yeah. the main part of the chorus. There'll be like a little line all of a sudden towards the end of a verse or whatever that, oh, the way he delivers it, he's so in that pocket of being really vulnerable and present that's it it. you feel it you feel it it's like oh like those moments when you go see a concert and I don't know if people get what I'm talking about but I've seen a lot of concerts and there's those moments sometimes with an artist where you feel like maybe you shouldn't be seeing this Mm -hmm. it's a little too vulnerable there's too much going on where you go oh wow because you're seeing like their heart and you're Mm -hmm. seeing what's happening. I think that's why live shows are so powerful. It's that shared moment with the audience. Taman's able to do that through the microphone. It feels like he's in the room with you. You get what he's singing about and how he feels so clearly with these like little moments throughout Mm -hmm. his songs. I just think he's a wonderful talent and yeah. (laughs) He's the only one to bring me to tears. Yeah. I've never had someone strike such a chord with me. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. I love you, Taman. Yeah. So much love to Taman. Like, thank you for the amazing music the past year that we've been able to review yeah. on the podcast. Amazing. And, you know, Charity will now be without Taman. I'm without <laughs> Bacon. And what's funny is, like, Bacon's, like, you know, my favorite. Taman's one of your favorites. But we both love the other's music and artistry yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah. This feels like such a loss for both of us. And then you have the Super M thing. I still feel uh, like they're underrated. Like, I, I still fight that that album was one of the best albums of the year last year. Like, to not get any more of their content on top of this amazing solo content, there's a hole in our K-pop hearts right now. Huge hole. Oh, my goodness. But maybe Taman can give us some advice and we should play a clip. Uh-huh. That was so Um, good. (laughs) (laughs) Time for some advice on how to get through this. (laughs) But you know we'll be like him and not take our own advice. (laughs) Story of my life. Again, because he's my dramatic bestie. Hey, Hey. well, it's the one year anniversary. It's only appropriate. And like, Taman is my dramatic bestie. Like, that's the song I would write. well, I don't, once again, not taking my advice, ruining my life. Like, yes, of course. Right up oh, my alley. Goodness. <laughs> okay, let's play a clip. This is Advice by Taman. <laughs>
so good. Oh, like it's not my favorite favorite, but it's good. It's still a great song. Congratulations to Taman for putting out amazing content. He's so consistent and giving fans another album to listen to while he's gone. Like you can't say you're not fed when you're a Taman fan. He gives you so much content, like so much content. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it in the coming weeks, but we want to say now good luck to him and we're proud of him and all those things. We're on Taman's side. Before we move on to the next new music review, I think it's time for a clip from our queendom. What do you think, Charity? Yes. Okay. This is from our amazing friend, Danny. Danny has been such a friend to the podcast and she's become personal friends of ours. We're so grateful to have her in our life. She's phenomenal and she has like amazing taste in K-pop. Amazing. Just Awesome. Huge shout out to Danny. So we had to play a clip. Hi girls, I'm Danny from Mexico. Congratulations for your first year of the podcast. It's really, really amazing to make this project and that you love this industry. K-pop really make us united because it's a big industry and has a lot of music that makes me makes me really, really happy. And I'm, and I'm so happy for both of you. And also I want to thank you that you here are my recommendations. I'm, I'm so no honor. I can describe with my words how happy I am. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. And I love and I love you both. And please keep doing this and fighting. We love you, Danny. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danny. We love you. Thank you so much for sending that in. It's so cool to hear Danny's voice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Awesome to hear that on the podcast. Thank you, Danny. Okay, let's move on to JB. JB from GOT7. We've talked about GOT7 quite a bit. They've had a crazy year. So now they're all solo and doing different projects. We knew that Charity's bias from GOT7 was signed with J Park, but this was just announced. Like Mm -hmm. the JB was with Higher Music, and then within a week, his song came out. So this was a very like surprise. There's a lot to talk about with this. It's been a little little spicy here. The single is called <laughs> Switch It Up. And there's a music video. The music video was kind of a live video, which I thought was really cool mm-hmm. and different. Let's talk about it. I have a feeling you like this song, Charity. I'm just going to go on a limb. <laughs> because when I say it's spicy, it is spicy. It is spicy. <laughs> This is not um, a um, yeah, young boy band no, song. It this is, is not. grown, grown. It was very, uh, as you said, spicy and give me the spice. <laughs> yes, I am all about it. It's very grown and sexy. And I love that he has the freedom to have more grown up lyrics now that he's a solo artist. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a good job of doing a different kind of video. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Like, you don't really see stuff like that. And I like the effect that they used on his voice. Normally, I'm not a big fan of using auto-tune, different kinds of effects on voices, but I thought it worked well with the song and the kind of vibe they were going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. It was different. What did you think? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of that thing that happens, like the stereotypical thing of when a guy goes solo after being in a boy band, and he's like, I'm mm-hmm. not... A cookie cutter boy band member. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm grown. It, it felt like that for a second. 
But I think the song's great. It's very much, you know, K-hip-hop, K-R&B mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to pop. It really hits that J. Park higher music sound. You can tell it's produced by them. And that's a good thing. That's definitely a compliment. I think it's cool. Yeah. And I liked the live video. The video concept was so different compared to the crazy visuals of K-pop videos. Mm-hmm. So it was really neat to see him kind of just vibing out and dancing in the woods and stuff. Like it was just yeah. very, very different and kind of refreshing. Cool concept. The song, the video, very sexy and cool. I like the song. I'm not sure we needed a Soko Domo rap feature. Yeah, I didn't think it added much to it. I didn't either. Yeah. And I don't think JB needs it. Like mm-hmm. on his first single from the label, you don't have to add one of your rappers as a feature. For me, that was a little bit of a disappointment because I think the song was good and he's strong enough. He doesn't need that. And definitely when it doesn't add anything, even if it was a great verse, I would still be like, eh, I don't know if he needed it, but it was fine. I didn't think this was a great verse. I wasn't very impressed with that rap. So that part, I was kind of like, eh, take it or leave it. But if this is the sound he's going to have as a solo artist, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. It's definitely a vibe. That is for sure. I liked it. Do you know that it was deemed ineligible for broadcast on KBS? So What? Yes, you will not be seeing him. He doesn't even say anything too. He insinuates more than anything, but. I mean, let's be real. It's a song about sex. It's a song about sex. Like, (laughs) so he won't be on any comeback shows. (laughs) It's inappropriate, Charity. Inappropriate. And I have to say the most inappropriate and one of my favorite songs that Jay Park has ever done is Aquaman. (laughs) Just gonna yeah. say. Well, there fun. you go. Go listen, guys. Have a good time. I promise <laughs> you'll like it. <laughs> it's on Aquaman's <laughs> label. It's, it could be inappropriate. <laughs> Things could get inappropriate. <laughs> the label for me yeah. then. <laughs> I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say like to me, I agree with you. This is not inappropriate at all. The lyrics and the content are f- so similar to just normal American music that like yeah. Like, if you listen to what's played on our radio, they won't play, like, BTS, but they'll play, like, really disgusting, gross songs. WAP. Exactly. Gross lyrics. Like, not not insinuating, Uh, switch it up. No, these are gross. So I agree with you. Like, I don't think it's ineligible or inappropriate, but some people thought it was. So whatever. That's up to them. He's not banned from New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. We'll tell you that. No. So... Why don't we play a clip so everyone can listen? This is JB, formerly from GOT7. I guess still from GOT7. They're going to get back together. But this is JB, solo artist, Switch It Up. It's fun to switch things up. Yes, it is, Emily. Yep. Yes, it is. I have things I want to say, but I will keep them to myself. <laughs> Probably the right choice. <laughs> and we've been going for a year and we haven't had any <laughs> violations, complaints, anything. Let's keep it. I'm going to keep it PG. Keeping it PG on the keeping pod. It PG on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Like, JB, we're here for this, this yeah. whole vibe. Yes. Yes. 
We are picking up. We are putting down. We are. We, we are. Yeah. Perfect way to put it. <laughs> Congratulations to him. The fact that it was so different, the mm-hmm. music video, it's a cool lane. He's always been cool and different. So I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm sure we'll get an album and yeah, yeah. it's really cool. So congratulations, JB. We'll look forward to your next next song, next album. Okay, Charity. It's time for a clue for the first album giveaway. Ooh. Queendom, like we said at the beginning of the show, we are giving away two albums tonight. If you would like to win a Stray Kids album, slide into our DMs and you have to write Stray Kids Lino. The clue is Stray Kids Lino. That's it. Slide into those DMs. The first one we see, you won the album. We'll coordinate delivery. Yeah, it's pretty simple. You get a free Stray Kids album. Good luck. Stray Kids Lino. If you want to get fancy, you can call Minnow, whatever. We're doing stage names. Lino. <laughs> Lee. Lino. Well, uh, you know, I don't want someone to lose on technicality. Yeah, but that's true. Either name will work. Okay, let's move on to some girl power. Rookie group from last year that did huge numbers. I think we were a little like, eh, with their mm-hmm. debut. So Espa is out with a new single. It's called Next Level. And they released this like 10-minute video also, I don't know, within the last week. And it showed kind of their universe, like the Black Mamba universe. They're clearly Mm -hmm. doing a storyline. So like, cool. I think that's smart. You know, we'll talk about all of that stuff. But the song's called Next Level. Music video's out. What were your thoughts on this? I have to say, SM... You have this new group, you have painted this different concept with the avatars and their next big comeback is a remake of a song from two years ago. Really? Mm. Really, SM? You're going to give them a remake of the next level song from Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw OST from 2019. That's the song that we're going to get. Not even a brand new song. They're a pretty new group. It's It's Yeah, they're brand new. They're a rookie group. It's not even a new song. It's a complete remake of a song that already exists. It's weird. Just a huge missed opportunity. I mean, I liked how they did it. I thought that was cool, but... Weird. I agree. Like, what what was the choice there? And I thought when I heard it, I was like, this sounds like a video game driving song. And then when (laughs) I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. It was in Fast and the Furious. Okay. It doesn't make sense how they're marketing them. And also we get like a flash of their avatars, not even a full concept with it. Why do we even have these avatars if you're not actually going to let us interact with them, have them in videos, use them whatsoever? I don't understand. I think they're doing a slow kind of reveal of the avatars. So we'll see more and more of them. But I agree. Like I would love to just see the eight of them on stage together. I don't need to see them turn into their avatars. And they pushed in the marketing of this that they're a group of eight. You're not. Yeah. We only see four. We see yeah. them and then we see their avatars. So yeah, I'm not crazy about this rollout at all. Horrible choice to do a yeah. remake of this song for their first official comeback. Like it genuinely sounds like a Blackpink B-side to me off of a video yeah. game soundtrack. That's what this next level song is, which isn't a bad thing. It's fine. The music's pretty basic. 
Mm-hmm. I thought, honestly, the most exciting part of the song and of the video was that unexpected breakdown where it's like a completely different song mm-hmm. and you see them turn into their avatars and stuff. Yeah, I did think cool. that was really cool. And I liked that song more. I'm like, just do this song. Like, I we don't, don't need next understand. level. Do this. Yeah. I don't understand who's making these decisions because again, like we talked about one us the other week, song choice makes a huge impact on your performance. And these girls are very talented and you're not giving them good stuff and don't give them a remake from two years ago. Like this is very, the lowest hanging fruit you could go for. Come on SM. No, I agree. Like, I don't understand that either. Like I yelling at them, but I'm just so mad because the potential is so huge. This concept is so different for them yeah. to to just. It's like, like it just is so like. Missed well, I think it's one of these two where like I always appreciate high concept and storylines. You know, it's what yeah. really made me fall for BTS. I don't know enough yet with this one. I thought the Black Mama video was interesting. It was cool to see how all of their universes are kind of tied together. These SM groups Mm -hmm. are also involved. But yeah, I agree with you. This is a complete missed opportunity because you can see the talents there. I loved some of the choreography. I thought some of it was really cool and cute and sassy. Yeah. Awesome styling. I still, I think Karina's a star. Like she is so, so good. My eye goes to her the whole time. I think she's like standout. There's a lot of potential. Yeah, I'm just not crazy about the choice here for the song. And I just wish that like that second unexpected breakdown where they go into this completely different song with the avatars. That's the song I want. Give me that. I liked that. That was cool. This other thing. (sighs) It's frustrating. Okay. And maybe it's because they're focusing so much on this whole other world and everything else. There's a lot going on visually, storytelling-wise, understandable. So maybe they wanted a song that just did sound like off a soundtrack, very basic. I don't know why you would do that. (laughs) And I don't know why you'd have a remake that's so – this just happened. Like, this is not like – this is like 10 years ago. This is from 2019. We're not even barely halfway into 2021. No, for sure. That would be like right now. I'm like, hey, Charity, <laughs> let's do a remake of Lovesick Girls by Blackpink. Right, exactly. It's it just came thing. out. We it don't need to do it. No one wants to hear your version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, I don't know. It was a weird song choice and it's just frustrating because they're very talented girls. And I just think that there's a miss with how they're being executed for their rollout. I don't get it. I completely agree. But I think we're in the minority. They're doing numbers and they have a really loyal fan base. Something that happens a lot in K-pop, which I know we don't subscribe to, but I've noticed a lot of fans do, is they'll like stan a label and every artist under that label, no matter what. It's like, no. Yeah, same. Like our biggest groups, I think we both like really stan. They're all on different labels. Yeah. Like, it's so weird to me, but I've noticed a lot of that. A lot of people exclusively stand SM artists and ESPA and they're pushing them really hard. And I'm like, okay, you you got to give me a little more than it being on the label. Like I need actual like good content, content. (laughs) (laughs) a good song because this is a song (sighs) like they have everything else. They've got these ridiculous visuals and now there's these avatars. There's four real girls and four avatars. And now there's this big storyline. 
okay, take away all the distractions. What's the song? What are the vocals? Yeah. What are the lyrics? What's like the substance musically is not there. Yeah. Yeah. At all. So <sighs> who knows what's going to happen in the future. And I'm kind of questioning when is this album coming out? Like there's been so much right? weirdness about the timeline too. I didn't know if we were even getting this single this week. Yeah. It's just a, their rollout is definitely different. Yeah. I don't know. TBD. TBD. Let's play a clip of it. So the okay. kingdom can hear what we're talking about. This is Next Level by Espa. I'm on the next level job. No more yet. You're on next level. No, you're mega push Next level. Cosmo. It's hard to catch you next level. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. La, 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 la. song's good it's just it ruins it for me that it's a remake from not that long ago and it's not even very original because they stayed very true to the original song I don't know it just I was disappointed I think they were trying like it's not like that was a huge hit so yeah and it fits with this like video game avatar world sound yeah like so I understand that but yeah you can take inspiration from it and make a new song that probably would have been a lot better Again, mm-hmm. that second part where it went into a completely different song. I like that part. Like, let's just let's just have that be the song Make and get song rid of the of remake. Yeah. I'm a little confused. Mm. I'm a little confused with this. Not bad, but definitely just a different different thing from this Espo world. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious if the Queendom likes it or if they agree with us. Yeah. No, me too. We'll post it on Twitter. Yeah. So if you're not following us, NYC K-pop Queens, there'll be a poll up. Over the weekend, please vote. I have a feeling everyone likes it, and you know we're gonna be like we might be in the minority. No, (laughs) I've seen so many people Uh, hyping it, and I'm like, oh, huh, interesting. We'll see. We will see. But there's definitely like star quality in the group. Yeah, it's just one of those. Give them like I just hope this isn't like Blackpink 2.0, where you have these like gorgeous superstars and you're giving them like one song a year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just Let's hope, hope this goes in a better direction yeah. for these ladies, but whatever. I digress. Okay. Moving on. We have our next sound clip from a lovely member of the Queendom. This is Karina. Hello, girls. This is Karina. I'm Cuba. I'm a huge fan. I mean, huge. So I love the content you guys put out a lot of the criticism on reviewing albums and come on you guys are doing amazing i find you guys because i put um i am a huge podcast consumer so i found i put i type karina please hold on together i type strike it and i search what is it gonna i don't know i want to see if someone was talking about and the first thing that came out in the search was the, your uh, your podcast and I remember was the you guys were reviewing the album so I became a huge fan and my sister got what a, what a monster I created she wasn't into podcast and I'm starting to get in she, get in she in that world and I introduced you to guys so she listened now she used to listen to someone from BTS she's a F- uh, BTS fan like big time and my sister was the other day listening to the first podcast you guys did. 
you know, when you are used to, to hear something, in the middle of the podcast, she called to my friend and said, she did it. In the, in the beginning, in the first podcast, they didn't say hello. <laughs> in your intro, this is the part now in the, in the latest podcast, I say, hello, que dice, hola. <laughs> my sister say, I didn't hear the hola. <laughs> so that, that was a joke. And he's saying, well, I, I hope you guys keep doing this. I love it. You guys are the, the highlight of my week where I don't have nothing else to hear. And trust me, I listen a lot of podcasts. <laughs> so, sigan haciendo buen trabajo. Keep doing good job. Lo están haciendo genial. Bye. Oh, Karina, you're so sweet. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> that one choked me up. Thank you so, yeah, right? so, 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 so much. Like, oh. It's funny that we were just talking about like Karina as a star and then Karina, a message from our Karina, our star yeah. Karina. Thank <laughs> you so, so much. And huge shout out to your sister too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for reeling her into the queendom. Yes, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Thank you so, so much for that message. Everyone send lots of love to our amazing members of the queendom who sent these messages in. So cool. Thank you so much. Okay, Charity, it's time. It's time to really celebrate everyone. It's a party. It's our one-year anniversary special. So we just wanted to chat about the podcast a little bit. Before we get into kind of fun conversation, we wanted to break down the demographics. We listed like our top 10 countries, and we thought maybe our listeners were interested in who's listening to this and kind of where they fit in into the queendom. So... Really quickly, of the past 51 episodes, 40% of the listeners come from North America, 27% from Europe, 18% Asia, 12% South America, 1% Africa, and then like less than 1% um, Australia and New Zealand. So, oh, cool. Yeah, just interesting kind of tidbit of the global landscape of the New York City K-pop queens community. So fascinating. So cool. It is. It's interesting. It's really interesting to see. I think when we started this, we thought we'd have a couple people listening. <laughs> We're New York, so we thought New York City K-pop queens will get maybe some girls from like the Bronx and Queens, and that'd be amazing. Yeah. That's what we were envisioning. <laughs> some local people would listen and every once in a while, someone would pop up from somewhere else. Instead, it very quickly became this thing where I think in the United States, um, our number one city isn't New York City. You know, yeah, we're really so fascinating. We've expanded throughout the world. And I think, again, like it's a testament to this music, this genre and yeah. the passion it evokes in people. You know, you're so into it. You want to talk about it with friends. You want to listen to people talk about it and see whose opinions you agree with. And it's just a really, really fun genre. And I know we're both so grateful to be in this space, able to talk about it. So one more stat for you all, and then I'll stop being boring and we'll have some fun stuff. Um, <laughs> so I just thought this was interesting. Our most popular episodes. So the most popular our most downloads listeners. The top episode, episode 39, which was Gimme Gimme with NCT, Chunghya, and Kang Daniel. Still blows my mind. 
that episode did numbers. That's our most popular yeah. episode ever. So that's interesting. Right behind was episode number five, Becoming Stays with Stray Kids. <laughs> number three is episode number one, The Queens Are Here. Please, y'all stop listening to that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, stop. <laughs> I don't know if we need to take it off and like what to do with that because we wrote like a disclaimer, you know, this was our first episode. It's not our best work. Please listen to recent ones. <laughs> yeah. And people still go to that one all the time. <laughs> Why? It's the worst. <laughs> Oh, it's a nightmare. It's literally my nightmare when I see the numbers of that episode. I'm like, please stop. Like, we need to take that offline. I, we might. We might. If y'all see that first episode disappear, you know well, why. Even the first that few episodes, we didn't know what we were doing. No, we didn't think anyone would listen. No. Well, surprise, our number three most popular episode ever is the first episode. Um, Oh, okay. Goodness. Our fourth most popular episode ever is episode nine, Hello Stranger with Stray Kids. Mm. So we did two Stray Kids episodes in the first 10, and they're massively popular. And then our fifth episode was episode 21, Make a Wish with NCT. So and not really surprising. I think what we've seen when Charity and I analyze the numbers people really respond to stray kids and NCT. Yeah. You never know. You could think, oh, BTS, that'll be the biggest episode because they're so popular. Or you could think, you know, someone who maybe you don't think is that great and you get massive numbers. You never know what people are going to connect to. But I do find that stray kids and NCT make sense. They're popular. They're putting out amazing content. Like, yeah, makes sense Very to me. Very popular internationally too. Yeah, exactly. So I just thought that was like an interesting little tidbit to share. Also, those numbers are probably going to be a lot bigger because most of those episodes have been out longer. Mm-hmm. You know, just a little tidbit. So now we're just going to kind of talk and enjoy ourselves for a minute here if the queen doesn't <laughs> mind. We just want to talk about the podcast. Like, let's talk about what we've been doing the past year, Charity. It's been an amazing year. Neither of us had ever done anything like this before. This was completely new. We taught ourselves how to do it, and we're still learning and trying to get a grasp on the podcasting world. Let's break things down. I just want to kind of get each other's opinions, maybe, on some of this stuff. So, Charity, what's your favorite segment of the show? I would have to say listening to new music every week because I have discovered such amazing groups and artists because of the podcast that I never would have been exposed to that piece of it every week I like but I would have to say my favorite like specific special segment would have to be when we made our ultimate k-pop boy band that was (laughs) definitely so freaking fun our ultimate fantasy group that was probably the specific segment that I enjoyed the most that oh wait and our compatibility matches that was fun too that was fun. a lot. <laughs> We've had a lot of good segments. <laughs> right. What about you? Yeah, I think weekly it's reviewing new music. Like I live and breathe for new music. So to get to listen to all of this cool stuff. And like you mentioned, you become fans and you get exposed to all of these artists that you may not have otherwise. It's really, really mm-hmm. cool. I think for the special segment, and we will continue to do this, the NKQ Awards <laughs> that we did in December. Oh, yeah. That was really fun. It was really, really fun to say, well, we're going to have our own awards during (laughs) K-pop awards season. And that was awesome. Uh, Can't wait to do it again this year. 
I'm sure it'll be bigger and better, but I thought that was something fun to do together. What would you say is probably the most difficult part of doing the show? So we've been doing it for a year and Charity and I are really big on consistency. You know, you and I have Mm -hmm. said like, we're going to put out a new episode every single week. Yeah. I think the hardest part is when you're sick, when there's personal Mm -hmm. stuff happening, you know, it's part of the entertainment industry of the show must go on. And we've recorded when things behind the scenes were chaos and awful (laughs) and crazy. And, you know, we don't talk about our personal lives really on the show, but we've recorded through some really crazy, difficult stuff and still managed to put out an episode that week and get it done. That's hard. It's hard to turn on the microphone and go when everything is maybe not great. I think that's difficult. And I would also say it's a challenge at times to keep up with K-pop. It moves so fast that it Mm -hmm. always feels like you're kind of running a race. You know, you're chasing the news and the latest stuff. It's a double-edged sword because without it, you wouldn't have so much amazing content. Mm -hmm. But I think that can be difficult at times. What about you? Yeah, I would have to agree with both those things. You know, we managed to make it work no matter what happens, where we are. We might have to shift the day of the week. We record, but we figure it out. And again, you know, we have jobs outside of this. Like this is what we Mm -hmm. do for fun. This is our passion. So we actually have jobs. So having to keep up with content and trying to, you know, keep up with our personal life and that part, staying relevant with all the information can be difficult. But, you know, that's why it's such a passion because- Even with these difficulties, even with all these other things that have happened or we've both been through, doing this still gives us so much joy, no matter what's going on, that it's just all worth it. At least, you know, I totally feel that way. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's not like a a chore or an annoying thing you have to deal with. Like sometimes like work things can be (laughs) in some (laughs) real jobs. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Definitely a passion project that we've both adjusted a lot of things in our life to make work mm-hmm. and keep going. And the people in our life have also had to adjust around it. Million percent. <laughs> Million percent. Yeah. It's a commitment that I think we'll talk about that in a few more questions. But yeah, there's a commitment level to this that I'm not sure casual people understand. Podcasting's mm-hmm. a different deal. Yeah. But I'm really proud of us. Shout out that we've been able to do this, never missed a week, and we'll continue to try to keep that streak going. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) moving on, something more fun. Let's talk about groups that you were introduced to through the podcast you didn't know before, and now you really stand. Gosh, there's a bunch, but number one would have to be Stray Kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I had no clue who they were before, really. I think maybe I saw them on like a... American talk show or something, but really didn't pay attention. So them and Twice, uh, The Boys, those are probably the biggest ones that jump out to me. Uh, what about you? Definitely Stray Kids. I mean, that's one of those moments where you remember mm-hmm. the first music video and listening to the song and just going, oh yes. my God, wow. <laughs> also Everglow. Everglow blew me away yes. twice. I love Twice. Pentagon and Victon for me too. Mm. Huge, huge fans. And I think without the podcast, you know, they're not, there are certain groups that if you're a K-pop kind of casual fan, you're familiar with. Then there's this tier right underneath where you have amazing groups and talent. 
that you may not have seen or been exposed to. And I feel like Pentagon and Victon kind of fit in that and they're phenomenal. And then some of these younger groups like in Hypen and Stacy, I've become Mm -hmm. really big fans of some of the rookie groups last year. And I think again, the podcast just gives us this avenue to explore so much talent that otherwise we probably wouldn't have the bandwidth for. Yeah. So it's really cool. So many amazing groups. What is something that you didn't see coming in K-pop? I think like how quickly it's grown and started taking over the American music industry. Mm -hmm. I knew the potential was there, but for BTS to do a song in English that exploded like Dynamite did, for Hybe to buy Ithaca Holdings and now own Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber. <laughs> For these groups are going to be doing major network reality shows. You know, these labels are doing major network reality talent shows in America. I knew the potential was there, but I didn't think it would happen this quickly. I'm the speed of this. Unbelievable. What about you? Yeah, I would have to say the same thing. A lot of people that I work with, my coworkers who became exposed to K-pop because of me specifically and me talking about the podcast and talking about groups even before we had the podcast to now comment how they know more about K-pop just because of how common it's been and how much it's been on American TV shows and on the radio. And they're like, wow, you guys are really onto something. You were like ahead of the trend. And really, we weren't because people were way ahead of us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But compared to people who are just um, not even casual listeners, people that are only exposed to it because they happen to see SNL or they happen to see exactly. Mm -hmm. So to those people, we are. But to real K-pop stands, we are not. We are babies. (laughs) No, we're we're still babies. But I do think like next year, if we had this conversation again, I think we'll have people in our lives that are genuine fans, you know, Mm -hmm. someone who never cared about K-pop who now will be telling us they're a passionate army. I really do think this is going to continue and it won't be such a weird niche like thing. It's going to be commonplace. K-pop's just going to be part of the American culture and landscape. So exciting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We review new acts, new music every week. What groups do you most look forward to reviewing? My favorite groups, which are like BTS, Stray Kids, Monster X, Mm -hmm. uh, Twice. I get excited for those comebacks because I am so invested in them. So those are the ones that I'm the most excited for usually. Anyone I talk about a lot. Taman, you know. (laughs) Bacon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No, for sure. I think like... Sometimes I get so excited when it's a new group because I go in with really neutral expectations. I don't want to say Mm -hmm. zero, but I'm going in very neutral. I could love it. I could hate it. Let's see what they're about. And it's always really exciting to be like, holy crap, this group's amazing. Yeah. But I agree with you. The groups I look forward to reviewing are the ones that are just naturally my favorites. Stray Kids, BTS, NCT. Those are the ones that I'm like really pumped when I look at the new release calendar, like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's coming. This is going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I think that makes sense. What advice would you have for a future podcaster? Consistency is king. Mm -hmm. I think there's this like illusion that doing a podcast is easy. And I've heard this so much when you tell people you're a podcaster. Oh, I should do a podcast. Oh, my friends and I are talking about doing a podcast. (laughs) Oh, I want to start one. Okay do it and good luck. And like, I think the cool thing about the K-pop podcast community, 
we're all friends. We root for each other, met some amazing people through this. And I hope we continue to, I mean, really nice, like awesome people, but consistency is king. I've seen so many things started around fandom culture that they start off strong and then they don't have a new episode for three months. And then they don't have Mm -hmm. a new episode for another month. And you lose your audience. If you're going to do it, commit to it, commit to yourselves. Yeah. I also think kind of in that realm, content matters, right? But Mm -hmm. your chemistry and personality is what keeps people coming back. Yeah. So it's really just kind of hit and miss. Either you have it or maybe you don't, but like, don't try to be like others. Just be yourself. Do you? And you'll resonate with someone out there. You know, like everyone has different personalities. Everyone listens to podcasts because they vibe with the hosts. I think the other stuff is secondary. It's great to get new song recommendations and music reviews and all these fun things. But I know personally the podcast that I've been listening to for years, it's because the hosts feel like friends to me. And I just Mm want to kind of hear them talk that week and get a kick out of some of the stuff they say. That's very personal. I know I'm not like everybody else. We all have different stuff. But what are your thoughts on it? What would you say? I would agree with everything you said. And also because it takes a lot of dedication you have to be passionate because it is like a second Mm. job that, you know, you have to fit into your life somehow. So being passionate about it doesn't make it seem like it's work. We look forward to doing this. We get excited. We're like, oh my God, we can't wait to talk about this. Or we, we actually don't a lot of times don't talk about stuff with each other that we normally would have those conversations and we save it for the podcast. So having that passion you know, what? there's that old saying, I'm going to get very Southern, but, and I'm sure people have heard this too. If you do something you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. It oh, seems for really sure. cheesy and really like, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, like cliched, but it's true. Cliche, thank you. Cliche, but it's really true because yes, it is a lot of work, but because we enjoy it so much and it's such yep. a huge passion, it doesn't feel like it. It's more fun than anything. Totally. Totally. And, but that's it for anything else that I'm interested in. I wouldn't have kept it up for 52 weeks straight because (laughs) during those bad weeks, during the 103 degree fever, I'm just like, I'm not doing one this week, (laughs) but this really is the thing in life I'm most passionate about. So I think that's the best advice just creatively in general. When you see people start YouTube channels or write something or do anything where they're jumping on a trend or they mildly enjoy it. It's not built to last because the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears behind it. Why would you do that if you're not really passionate about it? It's just, yeah, yeah, I don't want to do this. And that's totally understandable. That's like a great point. Okay, Charity, what about back to our podcast? (laughs) What are your kind of hopes and goals for the future of the New York City K-pop queens? Honestly, to be able to travel and kind of incorporate travel content with us exploring like Korea for Mm -hmm. one, I'm dying to go there, Mm -hmm. to meeting the queendom, to maybe, you know, being able to finally go to KCON. Yeah. Just, you know, those kinds of things. Um, People looking at us like we're experts on something and, you know, inviting us to speak about stuff would be amazing uh, because we're so passionate and can talk about it with anyone. So... (laughs) Yeah. What about you? No, it's so, so similar. Like I want to connect with the queendom. I want to meet as many listeners as possible. And I think a lot of that will come with going to concerts. Like Mm -hmm. I just want to get out there and experience K-pop 
outside of our computers and television screens and phones like we have the past year. (laughs) I mean, we started this during a pandemic, so we haven't been able to do live concert reviews. We haven't been able to say, hey, Queendom, meet us at this bar. Let's get a drink before the show. I want to connect. Right? I feel like we have this really strong, amazing community, people that I do consider friends. I want to be able to hang out in person. So I'm with you on that. I miss the days where we would travel and you know, go to different cities to see concerts mm-hmm. together. That's such a fun thing for us. And I want to travel to Seoul together and document it for the Queendom. <laughs> yeah. Seoul <laughs> is like the Mecca. It's everything <laughs> yeah. for K-pop. And to be yeah. able to go there would just be a dream, honestly. Charity and yeah. I talked about this quite a bit. That's definitely a plan for the future. We will make it happen and we'll document it for the Queendom, talk about it. But definitely those things, just more personal interaction with our community, mm-hmm. live shows, and yeah, getting to be integrate more into the podcasting community, the K-pop community, KCON, we are going. The next in-person KCON, we will be there. All <laughs> right. of that stuff. Like really, really excited for it. And I think the next year, it's going to be great. <laughs> so great. Okay, now I think... It's time to move into what we're calling a lightning round. So uh, some people might call this quiz time, Charity. Quiz time. 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 I mean, that's our best work right there. That is a mashup of our best work. You want to hear hear beautiful vocals and talent? Don't listen to all the stuff that we review. Clearly, this is it. I mean, I don't know, Charity. Next year, we could be recruited into groups. We might be trainees. Like, that that stuff is our quiz time song. And by the way, we produce that ourselves. Um, We're the songwriters, the producers. You know, we've got choreography behind that. Like, it is a whole thing. And, you know, usually oh. I'm a little humble on it, but it's time to tutor our horrors. That was a mashup of genius. <laughs> so many iterations that has just evolved over, yeah. over the past year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it, sometimes it goes from like a little lazy to a little spazzy. Right. There's a lot going on there with our quiz time. That last one, we freaking nailed, nailed it. it. That was that was gold. Nailed it. It's gold. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll be on the same page. But sometimes I'll just start being like, quiz time, quiz time. And then you'll come in really late, be like, quiz time. Like, we just really, clearly we don't plan this, oh. Queen Dub. We just both start to do whatever we want. And we're like, there we go. That was a good one. That was good. Yeah, that one works. Oh my cheeser. <laughs> oh, Our quiz time gosh. song. I think I think you and I are the only people that really get kick out of that. Uh <laughs> I don't even think the Queen of likes it, honestly. They're it's probably like and we're like, this is our favorite segment when we sing quiz time. Uh okay. Oh, we won't torture you guys funny. anymore with that. But uh this is really quick. We only have a few of these. We're just gonna do a lightning round about general K-pop topics. Charity, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Question number one, Charity. Mm-hmm. Boy groups or girl groups? Boy groups. Same. Boy groups. 
Happy songs or sad songs? Sad. Happy. <laughs> or sexy. Right. That's not one. Never mind. No, but it's not there. <laughs> bright or dark concepts? Dark. I'm going with bright. Something has happened to me the like second <laughs> half of the year where I really enjoy the cute, bright, happy stuff. Like mm. I either want it to be like really happy or like, you know, sad kids. It has to be one <laughs> or the other. Would you wait longer for a full album or would you want more mini albums? I'm going to wait longer for a full album. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there's just something with that, like ugh, the full concept instead of a couple yeah. songs and drought drought. Yeah. When you watch a music video, captions on or off? Off. I want to enjoy it. Off. I read the lyrics like on my computer. I like to just enjoy the whole thing without reading on the Same. screen if I can. First concert you want to go to? BTS. Same. BTS. <laughs> That's it's always no matter what our experiences are, all these other groups, I feel like BTS will always be home because that's how we mm -hmm. started together. So 100%. Okay. Natural hair colors or bright, like fake hair Natural. colors? I go for bright and fun. <laughs> <laughs> bare-faced or full makeup? I'm going to say bare-faced. Same. Yeah. It's more relatable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last question, Charity. Mm -hmm. Wholesome or slutty slutty <laughs> is that even a question it's not a question I just when you brought up the slutty with bright or dark concepts I was like all right I'll add a question at the end <laughs> I'm in the middle I'm in the middle if I had to pick eh, I, I don't know that because I I, I want to say wholesome but like not really no, not even. No, not really. I'll go slutty too. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. That was fun. Fun Hopefully. little treat. Yeah. There you go. That was super fun. Thank you all for listening to us kind of muse about the podcast in our past year together. We're so so grateful to have you as listeners and part of our family. And yeah, here's to another year, ten years. This train is not slowing down, Charity. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and speaking of queendom, we have another clip from one of our listeners. This is Michael from Philadelphia. Hello, queens. This is Michael from Philadelphia. Love the show. Happy one year anniversary. Oh, I love that he called us queens. Oh, we love you. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Thank you for sending that in. And again, thank you so much to everyone who sent things in. We're happy we were able to share Michael, Karina, and Danny's voices tonight. We love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. you. Full of thank gratitude. You, you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's switch over to Kingdom. Kingdom, which we talk about every week. We're both obsessed with it. So the performances we're reviewing, last week's performances, they're in these two teams. Now it's time to battle. So we saw the rap battle and the dance battle. This week, we'll talk about the vocal battle and then individual performances, I believe, as well. Okay, let's break it down. Let's talk about the rap battle first. Charity, who are you giving it to? What were your impressions? Okay, hands down to me, it was easily Stray Kids, A Tease, and B2B. Mayfly, Mayfly, yeah. They <laughs> killed it. Like the concept, 
the rap ability, just the immense numbers of them doing it together. And then I love how they saved my favorite new secret weapon. And Minhyuk came on at the end oh, and just oh. dropped the mic. Thank oh. you. Thank you very much. I didn't even know that he was such a great rapper until Backdoor. I was like, where did you that remember? Come from? You're like, their rap line is weak sauce. Like, right? well, because who I will say they did not have in the rap battle, I'm just going to say, well, he's a great dancer. Exactly. He is a great dancer, and that's what he, he should say. But yeah, he should not yeah. be in that rap line. And I'm glad they agreed with me. So, yeah, I thought Mayfly killed it. I think their strength. You know, they wrote songs for this and you had three Racha and Bang Chan's the one that made the song, produced it. So the track was so strong because honestly, like he's behind it. But I thought the concept was really strong. They knew what they were doing. The performance Mm -hmm. was fantastic. I kind of thought going in, these guys are going to win when you look at the individual rappers and no shade to the other side because you all know how much I love Bobby from Icon. Theirs felt like... How would I put this? I think theirs felt like a more traditional hip hop performance. It wasn't mm-hmm. as smooth, a little more chaotic. Uh, so that's not a bad thing. You know, Mayfly was so put together. They gave a masterclass on rap. It's a different thing though, I think. But but yeah, I think on the other side, and something that is unfortunate, and they did this with all the battles, The other team, and we're talking about SF9, The Boys, and Icon. So you have two powerhouse competitions happening here. The other side, Stray Kids, Atiz, and BTOB. So the other side only put one representative from each group out. Right. I think they didn't know that they could have multiple people from each group. So they were at a disadvantage, I think. Uh, You could have put some other guys. Yeah, it just, I don't think that was smart. At least for the rap, it didn't work as well for me. Interesting thing the fans talked about was that maybe their rap track was a diss track. I thought that was interesting. Mm. Where Mayfly, theirs was positive. It was like, we're all colors of the rainbow. We're all here together. Mm-hmm. The other side, theirs was a diss track. It was an interesting, interesting song. So I didn't hate it at all. I kind of vibed with what they did. But I think as far as the actual sound, like sitting and yeah. watching it as an audience... I enjoyed Mayflies a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. They were just put together. Let's talk about the dance. The dance battle. Again, Mayfly put out a lot of guys. Yeah. And the other side put out one. There was one person from Icon, the boys, and SF9. Again, Mayfly killed it. They did Wolf by EXO, which is already a great song. Great song, yeah. And then I know that the other guys didn't, they did not sing or rap when they were... Uh, dancing and I don't think these guys did it live but at least it was their voices yeah it was their voices at least so they gave a performance the performance aspect of it was amazing and that song is great and they all just killed it they were all aggressive it was amazing and I do like that for Mayfly they gave props to the seniors because they stepped away and like at the end, Pino yes. came out with his dance battle and he ended it and Menhyuk ended it. That was just amazing. I like that. Yeah. There was clearly like, there's such respect culturally that you yes. see even in these little moments throughout a show like Kingdom. It's really cool. I liked the traditional style that the Icon Boys and SF9 guys brought in. I thought that mm-hmm. theirs was interesting 
they told a story. The routine told a story, which is always nice. I give them props. They did something different. But again, in direct comparison, I was probably more entertained by what the Mayfly guys did. And it's just so fun to see them working together. They did some cool formations, some cool stunt work. It was really fun. I'm not sure why the big stunt was Felix running as fast as he can and then jumping on Wu Young. Like, I'm not sure why that was decided to be the big, like, (laughs) wow moment. Because it just, I, (laughs) no shade. I get that that's very hard what they did. But I don't know if it translated as well during the performance. Mm-hmm. Like, it just kind of looked weird. Like, oh, he just jumped on that guy. Okay. <laughs> I know. It was just kind of weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just something yeah. about, like, if you're going to do a scary, insane stunt, I don't know if that was as powerful on camera as yeah. it was in person, probably. Yeah. They probably could have left that out. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, and we've talked about this Every week, it's so wonderful to see them working together and being friends. Mm-hmm. I like seeing these groups cheering for each other when they show them in the you know their respective dressing rooms, watching and cheering for the teams. It's really cool. I like the spirit of it. I'm a fan of the show, and I think it's a shame that the voting and the ranking system is still such a huge deal for most viewers because yeah. I genuinely don't care. I just want to watch all these performances, like. Yeah, same. At this point, I don't care because I really like them all. Same. Whoever wins, I'm okay, fine. Like, yeah, (laughs) because all six of them are killing it and they're going out there and putting on amazing performances for us every week. So huge shout out to them. Can't wait for next week. Like we suspected in the news segment last week, Lisa will be performing with Icon and Mayan from Idol is performing with BTOB next week. So fun. It looks like, I don't know if they're doing covers. I think that's the rumor. The individual groups will be doing covers of other groups. And I'm going to put it out right now. I think Stray Kids is doing Kick It by NCT. Oh, that would be so cool. Because there were two moments in that like 30 second clip. This is what a loser I am. I watched this over (laughs) and over again. And I'm like, interesting. There were a couple moments in that clip where you could see choreography I thought I saw the hands in the air, new things thing. And kind of towards the end when Jaehyun Center, I know that choreography so well. I was like, oh, are they doing it? So that would be amazing. Mm. Who knows? I'm probably wrong, but <laughs> look forward to that. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> okay. Charity, it's time for another giveaway clue. Ooh, Queendom, listen in. If you would like to win... Stacy's new album. We reviewed it recently. Rookie group, the young ladies of Stacy. If you would like to win an album, slide into our DMs right now. All you have to write is Stacy, and the member name you need to include is Suman. Stacy Suman. First one in our DMs. Congratulations. You won our second album giveaway for our one-year anniversary special (laughs) okay moving on this past weekend was the lot family 2021 concert i think what feels weird is i remember watching this last year like this is really reminding me we've been doing this now for a while We're, we're back at it and all virtual so it brought together some of our favorite groups first let's talk about bts what did you think about bts they sounded great. I mean, we've seen yeah. these songs performed a zillion times now. 
I mean, I love seeing them perform. I did think that they looked like they were having fun when that virtual background turned into a beach. They were yeah, being yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm just getting really huge virtual concert fatigue. How many times can we see the same songs performed I get that. in front of a digital background over and over again? Yeah, I think I'm hitting my wall with that. Yeah, there's only so much they can do. And it feels yeah. like, again, like we've seen it yeah. a lot. I do think like this was a fun set because they did telepathy. Mm-hmm. Your man, Sugar loves performing that so much. It's so fun <laughs> to watch him like light yeah. up when he does that. To me, that was kind of the highlight. But I thought that they sounded great. BTS always sounds great. And always. That kind of just sounds like a whatever comment. Oh, they sounded great. But a lot of times these other groups don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's certain groups that really can't hold a candle to the elite K-pop groups vocally. Yeah. They sounded great. I thought they looked great. And like you said, they were having fun. You can tell there's something in BTS. It's like seasoned performers where they're comfortable mm-hmm. and having fun and it translates to the audience. So that was nice to see. Uh, what about the lovely ladies of Twice? I love that they did say something. <gasps> Me I too. don't think we've seen them perform that yet. Great set. I loved it too. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite songs from their album last year. And Jonghyun, do we know why she was sitting and why she wasn't dancing? She's injured. Oh. Okay. I'm not sure what the story she's on is. She's hiatus. But... Yeah, no. She's back with the group and stuff, but there's an injury. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. Yeah. No, they did a really great job. Yeah. I love Say Something. I liked the black and white outfits. Mm-hmm. And you know, no matter how many times I've seen Can't Stop Me, it's kind of like oh. dynamite with BTS. I yeah. love it. I think it's the best choreography. That Can't Stop Me choreography, so it good. is great. It's cute. It's fun. At times, it's sassy and sexy. It's like mm-hmm. it encompasses like everything that I personally selfishly want from a girl group, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right, say something, sitting down, nice vibe, heart shaker, so cute. And they're like BTS to me. They look like they were having fun. Mm-hmm. Twice is just so likable. There's something so, so likable about those ladies. Yeah. I can't wait for their upcoming comeback. They're amazing. I'm so excited for that. Right? They're just, yeah. I really, really, really like Twice. Really do. I think they're, they're elite. Okay, let's move on to who I always call TXT. We know it's T by T. <laughs> it's just I've called them that since like I first read the thing. I can't, I'll no, never same, not call Same, same. Um, yeah. What did you think of, of these guys? No, they're great. They definitely are, even though they're rookies, they're very strong performers, always do a good job, always very polished. That just shows you yeah, how no. long we've been doing this. Like they're not rookies anymore. I know. They're old. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Those guys are not rookies. <laughs> I just keep thinking of them when they debuted. Yeah, they were, when you know, they were like rookies, two, we were so excited. Two years ago, right? Yeah. 2019? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, again, we've, we've just seen it so many times. I love them, though. And I thought their set yeah. list was nice. Mm-hmm. I, another comeback I can't wait for. They're serving vocals, too. Like, you could yeah. tell, like, get ready, because we have a fierce comeback coming. Because they're like, they were amped up for this. I felt like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, T by T, they're getting ready to give us something. I can feel the energy. And I love Blue Hour so much. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Every time I see it, I'm like, Blue Hour. And I start dancing. It's T by T, they're great. They're really, really good. And I hope they don't get lost in the shuffle of being in between BTS and in Hypen. 
because they have their own thing that's really special and they've evolved so much in a couple of years. Like, mm-hmm. again, it feels like they were just rookies and yeah. it's been a couple of years now. They've just evolved so much. They're can't wait for that comeback. Okay, what, what did about you Itzy? think of Itzy? Oh, jinx. <laughs> like that we both can't wait about Itzy. Um, okay. Here's what I'm going to say about Itzy. And I broke a record time because I think I said this when their album came out. And we've said this before after performances. Uh, Beautiful gowns. If anyone knows what that means, (laughs) beautiful gowns. It's a famous Aretha Franklin quote when she was asked about a certain artist that she clearly wasn't that impressed by. I get why people love Itzy. I do. And I think they're good performers, great dancers, likable. I like their styling choices. I thought the outfits were cool. Mm -hmm. The thing that stands out to me when you compare them to the other groups we just talked about, their live vocals just aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. I'm a big fan, but yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like I like listening to their music. I like watching their music videos. They serve. They're so cool. But every time I watch these concerts with them, I feel like there's some room for improvement vocally. Mm Mm-hmm. Even when they're not doing choreography, they struggle. Yes. It's not breath control and stamina and choreography. It's the literal vocals just aren't there. And and I feel bad for them in those moments because they're trying. Like, Mm -hmm. they're sitting up there trying. I don't think it's nerves. I think it's just like, you know, there's there's work to be done. And all these labels have vocal coaches and all that. So I'm sure that they'll keep improving. And clearly it doesn't matter to a lot of people. They like what they're hearing and what they're seeing and mm-hmm. they're hugely successful. So no shade to them at all. Like it just for me vocally, it doesn't really work. Yeah. I like them vocally on the albums, but whenever yeah. they perform live, yeah. I'm always, oof. That's it. Like just oh, a for little, sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's it. It's like, okay, this is good. And then when they perform live, I'm like, oh, Okay. We've got some work to do. Yeah. So yeah, nobody's totally perfect. Uh, yeah. no, sh- no shade to them. I just think you've all have heard quiz time. We definitely mm-hmm. feel the same. Um, <laughs> if you mean that our live vocals are perfect. Yes. Yes. But is there room for improvement? Supposedly. I mean, that's I, mean true. I guess. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> if we were up on that stage, they'd all be scared of our vocal ability. <laughs> yeah so exactly like we can't even get quiz time uh, right so right. just want to make it clear we're not like throwing people under the bus or throwing shade no just from our opinion observations and yeah comparing when you're sharing the stage with bts and twice and t by t who are singing live and killing it that's also mm-hmm. tough definitely puts a spotlight on the ones who can't get to that same level yeah and the ones who just aren't there yet yeah it's he's relatively young They'll get there. Yeah. It's okay. We've heard vocal issues on Kingdom with groups that we mm-hmm. adore. I mean, Straight Gets had yeah. a rough week. Like, we, it's not <laughs> a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard vocal issues. Not a big deal. Still lots of love. But that was a fun concert. I agree with you. Like, I'm just so, so antsy to get back into stadiums and arenas. But yeah, yeah the virtual concerts, there's only so much they can do. Like shout out to the creative teams from these labels for putting this together and trying mm-hmm. to come up with new things because it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to some news this week. Big news coming out this week. G-Friend is not renewing their contract with Source Music. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, so all signs would point to G-Friend is no more. I don't know. 
Wow. And their last oh. comeback we really liked too. Yeah, Mego. I love that song. Yeah. It was love great. It. Yeah. So who knows what happened there, but that's hmm. kind of hot off the presses. We'll have to see if they decide to go to another label, how that'll all work. But yeah. indications are it's over. SM has sued. Okay, I don't know if you remember this, but I do. Last fall, Chanel from EXO, there were all these false accusations that he like had a girlfriend and cheated on her with a bunch of flight mm-hmm. attendants. and Just I crazy remember. stories that we did not yeah. repeat on the podcast because it was so obviously a lie. But it was a big controversy because you know how people retweet and love to accuse people of rumors. Well, Mm -hmm. SM has officially sued the people who made those false accusations. And now there's going to be criminal charges because it was proven that they lied. So stop lying, people, because some of these labels will go after you. Yeah, good for you, SM. Someone is. Yeah, thank you. Do it every time. Sticking with EXO, Schumann was just cast in an upcoming production of Hades Town. So that's Ooh. really cool. I think he has a great voice for Broadway and for musicals. And that's, mm-hmm. I love the music in that one. That's a really cool, interesting show. So that's awesome. I'm jealous of everyone who will get to see it. I know, right? Big BTS news. I know you'll be excited about this. BTS will be in the Friends reunion. Friends is having a reunion special on HBO on May 27th, and BTS will be a small part of it. The director made sure to release a statement a couple of days after this news broke, saying he wanted to kind of get expectations under control. I'm guessing. (laughs) I think they're just going to show a clip of them being like, hey, everybody, we love the show. It'll probably be 20 seconds. But Charity, I know you love Friends. I do. I watch it every night. I'm not even kidding you. So my two favorite things, BTS and Friends, all in one. (laughs) I think a lot of people feel that way. When this news broke, (laughs) the uh, social media timelines were lighting up. Speaking of BTS, they won an MTV Movie Award for Best Documentary for Break the Silence, the movie. That's nice. Mm, I love those documentaries. Oh, my goodness. Me too. They make me fall in love with Namjoon all over again. Watch out, Yoongi. Yeah, those documentaries... Just all the content around BTS is why I fell for them. Getting to see their real personalities. Mm-hmm. They're so likable and genuine. So happy to see that they're getting credit for that. Congratulations to our boys from NCT Dream. We reviewed them last week. They reached over a million copies sold in the first week for their Hot Sauce album. Wow. That is a massive deal on Korean charts. Only two other groups have done that in the first week of sales. BTS and Seventeen. So wow, that's a big, big deal for NCT Dream. We loved the album. Not surprising, but massive congratulations. Charity, your girls, Mama Moo, have a comeback on June 2nd. It's official. Ooh. The date is June 2nd. So we'll be looking out for that. Brave Girls also have a comeback in June. A lot of girl power coming up in the next month. We knew 17 had a comeback in June, but they've just confirmed the date. They released a new animated trailer, and the date will be June 18th. This is kind of in conjunction with news that 17 has partnered with Geffen Records and Universal Music for an exclusive distribution mm-hmm. deal. So 17, they're already pretty massive in the United States. They're huge. I think this deal is only going to help them reach higher levels of kind of brand awareness in the West. So congratulations to them. Did you see the Vogue Korea cover with Blackpink? They look amazing. Like amazing. Those women so stunning. I loved everything about that cover. And then Jenny, congratulations to her. She's 
Calvin Klein's newest model. And her Calvin Klein pictures are insane. Like she looks gorgeous. So, so pretty. It's like, if you haven't seen them, just Google it. Shout out to Blackpink. Shout out to Jenny. Just beautiful pictures. I think that's it for this week. I'm sure we missed stuff, but you all know K-pop moves so fast. It's impossible to stay on top (laughs) of everything. Those Monster X concept pictures came out this week, Charity. I saw. We were dying. Like, I like this new concept. Just put them in suits. That's all you have to do. Like, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That aesthetic, yes. Before we go, our special one-year anniversary show. Charity, what's your song of the week this week? My song of the week is, of course, My Boo Taman's Advice. I really like that song a lot. I thought you would pick that. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Good song. What's yours? My song of the week, I believe, has already been a song of the week. But the reason I picked it, I thought back to this past year and what song I play all the time and has really become like my number one happy song or song I listen to when I need a little boost, a little lift. So I wanted to include it on our one year. My song of the week is My Treasure by Treasure. <laughs> I oh, love that I love song. It. I love that song so much. It's just such a like, really, it came down to, am I going to pick Sad Kids or am I going to pick <laughs> a happy K-pop song? And I decided for oh, our one it. year, maybe <laughs> Sad Kids wasn't the tone I wanted to go into year two for the podcast. <laughs> So um, my song of the week is My Treasure. This week is so massive. While you're listening to this podcast, episodes come out every Thursday. So while you're listening to this, it could be the weekend and BTS Butter could already be out. You know we're Mm -hmm. talking about it next week. I am dying just seeing like the music video trailer, all of the concept pictures. I'm already going to say it's the song of the summer. It would have to be so, yeah. so, 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 so bad for it not to be. Like, it's it's going to be <laughs> yeah. the song of the summer. You know it is. Yeah, agree. So we will give you our full opinions and breakdowns next week. New episodes come out every Thursday. Again, if you're not following us, please give us a follow on social media, NYC K-Pop Queens. Huge, huge, huge shout out. And thank you to everyone that listens every single week. Thank you. Thank you for being part of our family. We genuinely mean it when we say we're friends now. Like, you're part of our life. Oh, I'm emotional for some reason. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> no, I'm just, then you'll make me cry. I'm very, very grateful through this medium that we're able to meet friends from around the world who love this crazy thing called K-pop as much as we do. So we love you. Thank you so much for being part of our podcast and inviting us into your life once a week for the past 52 weeks. (laughs) We promise we'll keep it going. (laughs) We're going to keep this going and give you the best content we possibly can. So just thank you guys so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll be back here next week. And massive, massive, massive shout before we leave to my co-host, my best friend, the one that's in this ride or die, obviously the podcast wouldn't be possible <laughs> um, without <laughs> you. So massive shout out to you, Charity. I'm happy we're on this journey together. Oh, I love you. And massive shout out to you for having this genius idea and pulling me into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do. I, I force my stuff always on say friends. yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> part of being my friend. You're going to do stuff. <laughs> 
Luckily, this one was fun and worked out. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. Love you guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Love you guys.